Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Guys, I apologize. Just tune out to something else right now. Come back in like five minutes. Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I have a bone to pick with you this morning. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it's not a big one. <laughs> when I was editing... You were, wait, you were being all friendly and stuff, <laughs> and then as soon as you hit record, you're like, I have a bone to pick with you. When I was editing the 18 episodes that we did while you had COVID in my basement, you make so much mic noise. Bumping the mic, hitting the mic. I was throwing mic. my hands around. <laughs> like, okay, so I'm back in New York. Thank God. Thank God. I, I moved out of Amy's house. I'm recovered. I'm back in New York. Um, my mic's far away from me, like... Not far, but you have a very tight setup there. Ironically, because you have a giant house, mm-hmm. you have a very tight setup where I was recording, and I I swing my hands around. Yeah, there there was a lot of mic bumping that <laughs> you guys are just going to have to accept. Cause, <laughs> like if she was saying something, there's no way for me to isolate the mic bump out of that. I was throwing my hands around. Yeah, I'm I'm a big hand talker. Yeah, like when I when I when I wear my um, Fitbit. Mm-hmm. And I teach a class. It looks like I walked three thousand steps. <laughs> I know. Like I feel like the wearable technology. I have um, the Whoop, which I love because the data set is sounds like goop. vast. Mm-hmm. So the Whoop is. Um, I like it because it's a low profile one too. Like it, the thing costs nothing. You just pay the monthly thing, and it's like a ban. Like it's yeah. You don't have to worry about damaging it or anything. And um, I was taking a film off my windows so then i was so i took all this off yesterday and i like stripped it down and my my thing thought i ran like a marathon rip this is riveting podcast content okay all right guys so um also i want to say thank you for the response on the cabbage patch episode people liked it yeah so it was good and in february in february you're gonna have millie vanilli coming at (laughs) you and jenny and i spend a lot of time talking about how hot Fab. <laughs> and yes, I'm using present tense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, guys. So today we are looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 6, Episode 21. Episode 21. Yep. Second Spring, a.k.a. Cheatin' Nels. 
Jen, do you have a description? The description reads, Nels finally loses patience with his henpeck family life and begins a mobile merchant business. During one of his stops, he meets a much younger woman who is the exact opposite of his own wife. In the process, Nels struggles with temptation and goes astray as the relationship blossoms. This is pretty wild, this episode. Notice no mention of the blind school fire. Nothing. It's like it didn't even happen. It's so strange. It's so weird. So, Jenny, we open on Willie with his hand literally in the candy jar. <laughs> I just, I'm like, just, how does Willie still have teeth? I know. Because there's know. not really dentistry at this time, and all he's done mm. his entire childhood is eat tons of candy. Do you notice how much he's grown, though? Yeah. Yeah. So, Nels comes in, and he starts freaking out on him. Like, just, it, and I relate to this as a parent. Like, all the shit just builds up, and then the tiniest thing, you're just like, <laughs> Right, not a great way of handling yeah. it. Yeah, it's just... So Harriet comes in and she's like all defending Willie. And she's like, he's just having an after-school snack, Nels. Nels says it's more like an after-school orgy to me. Which, Jen, what's an after-school orgy? I mean, first of all. I figured you would know. I feel like, why would would someone write that? Oh, the writer is John Dugan and the director is Claxton. I hate that John Dugan, man. I don't even understand that. I mean... What candy is involved? Ugh. Okay. Is that an after-school sex party? I guess. <laughs> I need backstory on Nels. He apparently lived a very interesting life. I guess so. Okay, so Harry's like, or Harriet's like, she'll worry about this. It's her store. And they fight, and he's like, it's our store. And she's like, I made this store what it is. Yeah, it was real bad. And then Will, she says, Willie's my son or i bore him or something like that and then he's like you bore me and i'm not you're not my mother <laughs> yeah it was pretty good it was wild and timmy even said is he winoka nels i know he's a little like, winoka nels he just went crazy Wait, timmy is watching this again yeah timmy mm-hmm. was timmy was quote mm-hmm. not watching this not watching it right mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. so nels tells willie that's it no dinner And Nell says the way Harriet is coddling Willie, he's becoming a terrible thing to have for a son. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's some Gen X parenting if I ever (laughs) heard it. So I, I have a note here that this is the problem I have with the writing. Nothing is consistent. Nell's would just not act like this. Nell's would not just act like this. Like there's no lead up to this. Besides but they're like, his but entire they're life. The, right, but they're in the writer's room and they're like, we need Nels to cheat, so let's make him freak out. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, there's like, well, and they just drop storylines and pick up new ones. But did, wasn't that his whole intention is like, like Michael Landon wanted things to be self-contained at this yes. point in time? Yeah. But the but, character shouldn't be. But but also, like, that's hard to do on a series. Yeah. Like, you're, you can't for like, if you're doing something with like an ensemble cast... That has, like, distinct things that happen, like what they do on Love Boat, right? There's mm-hmm. guests that come on. They have a yeah. story. They go yep. away. But the story of the of the crew is somewhat consistent. You can have self-contained storylines, not self-contained characterization. Right. Like, yep. you can't make next episode Nellie's a sweetheart. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think they, they take it quite that far. But mm. they just pick up, like, they don't give, like, could I believe that Nell's? Is really pissed snapped. off about his life and snapped? Sure. Yes. But, like, there's no lead up to that. 
It's just right. like one day it happens, and you right. just have to believe yeah. that that happens one day. Yep. So they're really going at it when my man Charles <laughs> shows up. <laughs> now, I did notice he is getting into the 80s poofy hair. I thought we, you already said this. and then I you, know. And I then know. you were like, oh, he's hot sometimes again. Sometimes it looks really hot. Sometimes it doesn't. Not today. Okay. Um, when he's wearing the hat and you can't really see that poof on the top. Like I'm the poof looking. on your hair today. <laughs> Amy yep. has like a poof on her hair today. She looks like Elvis. Guys, I have full confession. It's 1047 and I'm still in my pajamas because <laughs> I got it. I got sucked into a video game and nice. I'm not working this week. I took it off oh, since, nice. I, since I spent my whole vacation taking care of Jen. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So Charles is here to buy a romantic gift for Carolyn. Since he forgot their anniversary. Again, another thing I don't buy. I don't buy that Charles forgot their anniversary. I just don't buy it. What? That's not going to happen. So Nell says he wishes he could forget his. (laughs) (laughs) Then Charles ends up buying Carolyn some very frivolous, romantic French perfume. Yes. It's, uh, what was it called? Fragrance d'amour. D'amour. The fragrance like of love. love. The smell of yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> now Nellie comes running over. She tells Nels that a family of eight just came into her restaurant. They're hungry. And Nels freaks out and says he can't be cooking for him and Harriet and for the restaurant. He's like literally running back and forth. Well, this all comes down to Harriet bought Nellie a restaurant. Nellie mm-hmm. never wanted a restaurant. Nellie mm-hmm. can't cook. This is Jenny, Harriet's fault. I was thinking to myself... Nellie could have just had a hotel, yeah. but I think in those days, hotels you had to were synonymous with a restaurant. Have a restaurant. You, yeah. where, where are people going to eat? It's not like they're going to order Uber Eats. Right. Exactly. Charles could deliver some Uber Eats. Okay. So, Nels tells Harriet, you know what, Harriet? You can do it. And then he goes, besides, a woman's place is in the kitchen, right? Oh, Nels. What and the Nels, hell, dude? And Harriet goes, I'm not a woman. I'm a merchant. <laughs> So, Nels relents, and he goes I like that Harriet talks about being a woman as a job. I know, it's great. Like, I'm either a merchant or a woman. Like, a woman is a (laughs) job. Like, what? So, Nels relents, and he goes to Nellie's to cook this eight-person dinner, which, wow. And he tells Harriet, make sure you take the tongue out of the (sighs) oven in 15 minutes. Gross. Gross. Now we got some thick Vaseline on the lens, and we're back at the Ingalls house. Is that what's going on? Yeah, there's Vaseline on the lens, and we have a long shot through the window. It's weird. Okay. They're eating dinner, and Charles is very complimentary about Carolyn's pie and her Because he's, he's in the doghouse. He's in the doghouse. He's in the doghouse. As soon as they, they clip to that shot, like you just see it on Carolyn's face. Like she's mad. But my thing is, and I said this to Timmy in the moment, this is not the Carolyn of season one and two. No. No. Like, she won't be well, pissed over something so stupid. She won't be pissed over this, and he wouldn't have forgotten this. Like, they're just right. out of character. Right. So, he apologizes. She's giving him shit. They, they go outside, and he's apologizing, giving her the perfume. Yes, Jenny. Why do we need this? I don't know. Maybe just to show the contrast of what a quote-unquote good husband is. I don't know. I don't know. So they go outside and he gives her the perfume. He's apologizing. She's like, I'm not having it. 
I understand. This wasn't important enough for you to remember. Carolyn would never talk like this no. to Charles. It's Charles. Yeah. You don't talk like this. Mm-mm. You appreciate him. And he should appreciate her. Yep. Anyway, he um, she likes the perfume. And then she makes a joke and everything's fine between them. Seen yep. over. Like, we never have to see them again. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, it just makes mm-hmm. no sense. So, at Nellie's... The party of eight is starving and getting unruly. It's been like two hours that they're waiting for their food. Uh, Harriet runs over screaming that the tongue is on fire. Oh, God. Nels freaks out and runs over to get the tongue. His house is on fire. And when he leaves, a dog sneaks in and eats everything. Jen, just like your cookies with Lafayette Beetle. Lafayette Beetle. (laughs) I Like, I don't know if I... I'm sure everyone has heard this story 15 times, but... He is the loudest, most obnoxious dog on earth. Like, he really is. He's gross. He snorts. He's, like, making all this sound. He's, like, clumsy. He, he's he like was, a like, a boy. fucking stealth. He was, like, stealth. Went into my room. <laughs> ate those cookies. We were right there. We didn't hear him. Nope. Nope. He is a little boy, Jenny. He's gross. And Nellie's, like, a little old lady. And yesterday she pissed herself on my couch downstairs. Oh, no. Yeah, because she couldn't get up with her hip. Oh, no. So, yeah, we're oh, having shit. problems. <laughs> That's the worst phase of this. Do you have to get her a diaper? I, I don't know what to do at this point. I think she just holds it so long because she hates going outside mm-hmm. that she just couldn't get up quickly. Can't I they don't get know. her, like, a little carriage to put her back legs on? Yeah, I always see the hot dogs like that. I'll have Timmy rig something up. Yeah. I'm sure we can make something. He's got to he's got to get on this. Yeah, make a wheelchair for Nellie. Start building steps for her to get on the bed. Yeah. Make a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, back in back at the Olsons, Nels, first of all, I want to talk about this. This family of eight comes in they're hungry. Nels they're heads not over. Eating. Nels heads over. He makes a ham and a cake. Yeah. How much time has elapsed? How, why would you make a cake? But my Just at thing least is, get dinner, like prioritize, get dinner out there. My thing is, it takes me two hours to make a dinner. Like, if it two was five, hours. if it was five, a dinner like that, like ham, potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And cooking with the stuff they have, they can't throw shit in the microwave. We all, like, we all know how long it takes to make potatoes because we were doing it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving when we mm-hmm. forgot to make them. And I also know, thanks to Mimi Karen, to stick a fork in my oh, big Amy, Amy got schooled. Because they will explode. On the danger that she's causing to her life by putting potatoes in the oven without a fork in them. She may have you saved your life. You know what, Jenny? I accept it. I will do it. She may have saved your life. And I appreciate that. Okay, so... <laughs> Nell's, I have Nell spins up. I don't know what sci-fi show I got that from. <laughs> Is it Battlestar Galactica when they spin up? No, no, no. It's Westworld. Westworld. Okay. The the robots they spin up. Whatever. So Nell's okay. like spins up and starts screaming, and he essentially quits his family. Yeah, and he's like, no supper for anyone. Yeah, he just quits. He's like, yep. I quit. Yeah, I'm done. And every overworked mother in america was like or in the world is like i get it i get get this i'm with you nels the next day we see nels loading up a mobile wagon he's gonna head out and sell his goods on the countryside i was a little disappointed because i thought he was just like peace out i'm leaving no he creates 
he creates an elaborate scheme to get him Mm -hmm. away from the home. Harriet's freaking out and is like, I forbid you to leave. And he's like, look, if we don't spend some time apart, we're going to go crazy. Yeah. Yep. He says he'll be back home when his stock runs out. And as he rides away from town, Jen, he is smiling. Oh, my God. I wrote that down. I'm like, I've never seen him smile so much. He's smiling. And then we get a Nels is free of Harriet montage. Well, I have questions, though, about this mobile market. Okay. Where, where does so he just always has to stay at a boarding house? Like, there's no place to sleep in this wagon, right? Like, does he sleep on the buckboard? No, no. <laughs> I just want to say buckboard. He could. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get this Nels is free of Harriet montage. Nels the traveling salesman montage. I I don't know, Jen. He's having a good life. Oh my god, he's Winoka Nels. Yeah. So now we see. A young Maggie Horton from Days of Our Lives. I have never seen her young. I was was really excited to see Maggie, and it was hard for me to call her Molly. But she is Molly reared in here, and boy, is she Irish. Jenny, you want to talk to this? Um, She's super Irish, and it seems very stereotypical. (laughs) It seems like like a a huge stereotype. stereotype. Like Some of the stuff she says makes no sense at all. I'm like, no one would have ever really talked like that. I have some of the quotes, but not all of them. Uh, Timmy yelled when he saw young Maggie Horton. Does he watch Days of Our Lives? No, he yelled, Nels is nuts if he doesn't hook up with her. (laughs) So wait a minute, because she's, I have her age here somewhere. She is 20 years younger than Nels. Yes. She was Mm -hmm. born in 1943. He was Mm born in 1924. Yep. And then her father was born in 1923. Yeah. They're like the same age. Okay. Which is, I mean, it's fine. Because she's clearly an adult. It's not like oh, an yeah. Almanzo-Laura no, 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 situation. No, no. no she's like, like probably she's, in her... She's what? Tw- she was born in 43? Yes. So she's in her 30s, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven. What year 30. is this? So she's like 37, 38. Really? Yeah. Was this... This was 80, right? Yeah. Do we have to do math? 1981. 37. Yeah. So, wow, I did it. No, 30, 30. Um, Please acknowledge that I did that math problem. Oh, aim. It is a two-digit. Here's how I did it, right? She was born in 1943, so I added the seven to bring me to 50. Yes, that's how you do it. And then I went 10, 10, 10. Yes, yes that's how <laughs> you do it. And then I added it. one. That is exactly how you do it in your head. Yes, correct. 37, that's pretty. I think they're trying to play her a little younger because she's talking about having kids yeah. and stuff. She so looks like, fantastic. I think they're trying to play her as like early 30s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Jen, she's got a room for Nels, and he's super happy about it. And he's immediately smitten with her. They they bond over cooking. She like loves to cook, and she's a really good cook. And Nels, and she's like wondering how he, she. As soon as he talks about cooking and that he cooks, she assumes he's a bachelor. Yep. Yep. So Which I wrote, he doesn't deny. I wrote she's nice and submissive. Just yep. like Nels wants. So Molly serves him Irish coffee and he loves it. Loves all the food. Loves it because there's mm-hmm. whiskey in Irish coffee mm-hmm. and Irish coffee is delicious. That it's is a, delicious. That is a drink I forgot about that I've picked up as a brunch drink lately. Okay. There you go. Delicious. So like you said, she's like, oh, you know a lot about cooking, so you're not married then? And he pauses and says, nope, not married. 
<laughs> wow, Nels. And there you have Winoka Nels. She's very nice to him and tells him he's good company and he decides he's going to stay a few days. She go. He goes to bed and she tells him, like, he's like, I'm going to go up to my room now. And she's like, I hope the angels in heaven watch over you while you sleep. She says, Nels? may the angels of heaven watch over your sweet head while you sleep through the night. Wow. Who talks like that? Who talks like that? I don't know. Do do 19th century Irish immigrants talk like that? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. So Nels gets up to his room, Jen, and he does what I call the bar bathroom incident. When you're in, you're done like making out with a stranger or doing something <laughs> else bizarre in the bar, right? You're too drunk to know better. You go in the bathroom, you're you're like peeing all over the seat and shit. You get a, you stumble out of the stall and you just catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're like, what are you doing? I don't pee on what myself. What are you doing? I don't pee on myself. And he kind of does this and he's like, why'd you say you weren't married, dude? Yeah, what he talks doing? to himself in yeah, the mirror. Like, what are you doing? He's doing he had, the bar bathroom. He had one Irish coffee. Come on. <laughs> he's fine. So, That's like a Sunday morning for me. But he's just doing the regret. Yep. So back at Olson's, Carolyn is in the mercantile and Harriet's telling her that Nell's trip was her idea. Yep. She's like, I told him to go out on the, take a wagon of shit and go into the countryside, blah, blah, blah. And Carolyn's like, that's awful. You must miss him. Like, I miss my really, really, really hot husband while he's gone <laughs> anywhere. And Harriet's like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Can't, can't really commit to it there. Then Harriet tells Carolyn, well, I do have one consolation. At least Nels is alone and miserable. Ha, 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 Cut to ha. Nels living his best life. Cut to Nels living his best life, laughing his head off at a joke. He calls it a story, but it's a joke that Molly is telling. Do you have this joke, Jenny? I don't, but they put on some lame music and they're dancing. And I'm like, God, life was boring. I, I Yeah, I have thoughts on that. She's She's telling Protestant jokes. I don't know, whatever. Okay. So Molly then throws on the Irish jig record, like you do, and they start jigging in the living room. And if you close your eyes and listen to the next conversation they have, you think they're having sex. Yeah, it's weird. He's resistant, but she tells him it's easier than falling in a bog. I don't even know how you fall in a bog. Nels is tired out from this, and Molly's like, you're not old. You're only as old as you feel. And then Nels is like, you know what you get for that? A kiss. And he uh, lays one on her. Yeah. Yep. I was like, whoa. And I, I just noticed he really needs to trim his eyebrows. They're like this long. Now, you know I have a thing for older men. Richard Bull? No. 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 Nope. He's Nels. <laughs> so Nels says he needs to hit the hay. And he has to head out early for Walnut Grove. And she's like, will you be back this way, Nels? And she, he's like, yeah, I think I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we see Walnut Grove and black smoke is billowing <laughs> from the stove at Nellie's house, always. <laughs> we see Nell's approaching and Harriet and the kids actually run out to greet him. But then because well, they're, they're like, hungry. Right. They're immediately on him to cook. Yeah. They're like, we're starving. We haven't eaten and, good food. And in I days. wrote, this is what it's like when I get home from vacay. Like, you know how when you get home from vacay, you get to chill a little bit, recover. You're in yeah. that, like, I'm not going to do laundry or do anything kind yeah. of mode. Not yep. me. I walk in the door, my life begins. Yep. So this is, I feel Nels here. That night, Harriet cuddles up to him in the dark and tells him she misses him and kisses him on the cheek. 
She says she wishes he didn't have to go back out again, but he tells her, business is good. I'm going back out. Yep. And he's like, I'll be out longer this time and gives her the cold shoulder. This is so obvious. So obvious. Now we see Nell's leaving and he's all dressed up. He looks like a magician. <laughs> right? Doesn't yes. He? Yes. Harriet's like, where are you going to be in case of emergency? I'm thinking to myself, Harriet, what emergency can you not handle? I know. Like Harry you can, can handle, handle it better it. than he can. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He tells her the boarding house in Tracy. Okay, so we're back in Tracy. This is the second mention. And you notice he doesn't... Um, doesn't say the name. Doesn't say the name of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's only one. Yeah, she's like, what's the name of it? He's like, mm, He's like, there's, there's only one. one. Then we Mary do thinks see, this is sus. Totally. She's immediately suspicious. And we do see Nell selling some shit. And I just wrote, Nell's is out there living his best life. Nell's is like that dude that magically appears on the corner selling umbrellas when it's raining. You're like, where did this guy come from? He's selling somebody pajamas <laughs> while they're fishing. Yep. In town, Charles is heading to the mercantile. You know Charles has to get involved in this. Of course. Of course. So he's getting some pipe tobacco for a trip that he's taken. And Charles asks about Nels. And then he decides, he tells Harriet, look, why don't I stop at this boarding house in Tracy and check up on Nels on my way out of town? Do you have any messages for him? Do you want him to know anything? And she's like, that would be great. And she goes, just tell him that I love him. Oh, God. And I wrote, 
the moral backbone of Walnut Grove is not who you want dropping in on you when you're no. when you have a side piece. No. <laughs> Cuz you know, you need a ride or die in this situation. Charles, I don't feel like is Nell's ride or die. No. Like he's no. No, but so, he's discreet. He's not going to say anything at least. He's not going to say anything, but boy, he's he judge. says he says a lot with his face. He's going to judge. Yeah. So in Tracy, Nels comes back to the boarding house in time to see Molly saying goodbye to another customer who she kisses and calls Darlin. Yep. This upsets Nels, and he runs to sulk in his room. (laughs) Oh, God. So later, Jenny, Nels comes down and he presents Molly with a gift. He gives her a cameo. Do you remember cameos? I never actually wore one, but I think I had had one. one. Yeah, Grandma got us I'm one, I'm sure, think. yeah. I'm sure it came from somebody who was Didn't old. Was, <laughs> was old, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when he gives her the cameo, she goes, Oh, by the beard of Moses and the prophet. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But did you notice that she's cooking broccoli? No. Okay. I have an index card. <laughs> broccoli well they have guys been eating- i apologize just tune out to something else right now come back in like five minutes would they have been eating a big bowl of broccoli like this slash a brief history of broccoli oh my god i hate so you as soon so as much. i no, as soon as i saw I that rewind like, time and spit in your food when i as soon as i saw that giant bowl of broccoli i'm like i don't think they would have been eating this i think this is badly researched i think this is a 1970s thing and it's not an 1800s thing and I, th- I believe I was right. We just talked about cameos. Couldn't we have talked about those? Well, and also, we we had a giant bowl of broccoli at Amy's. We did, and it was delicious. It was delicious. Because I properly salt the shit out of everything. Broccoli is essentially a large edible flower. It is related to kale, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. It was native, it's native to the Mediterranean, and it was engineered from a cabbage relative by the Etruscans. The Etruscans created so many vegetables. They were, like, amazing horticulturalists. Its English name, broccoli, is derived from the Italian word broccolo, which means the flowering crest of cabbage. It was first introduced to England in the mid-18th century. So now we're talking about the 17th, mid, like 1750, right? Right. Okay. And was referred to as Italian asparagus. Mm. There was records of Thomas Jefferson, who was an avid gardener, experimenting with broccoli seeds through... Of course. Brought over from Italy in the late 1700s, but it did not become a popular food in the U.S., until southern Italian immigrants brought it over in the early 1920s. So the chances... I even looked up to see if, because it had gone to England, it said specifically England, not the UK, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if maybe Molly, if, like, the Irish ate it, there's no record of that. The the classic Irish dish in the 1840s, like, what they ate, is alarming. in the 1870s. Hmm? Yeah, well, this... So I have... The closest I could get was 1840s. Mm-hmm. Men would eat four pounds of potatoes and a pint of skin milk for breakfast. Wow. Women would eat three pounds of potatoes and a half pint of skim milk for breakfast. Wow. That's crazy, right? In the dinner, they would eat the same. But they would That's eat a herring. Lot of potatoes. They would eat herring instead of milk. 
Okay, because I'm like, how do you poop? That's like 85 well, pounds of t- potatoes. And a lot of the, and I looked up like what vegetables would have been common then. It's funny because like I try to find all these like weird nuanced things when I'm looking for index cards and it's really hard to find, except food. When you're looking for stuff about food, there's so much information. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They ate things like, they ate cabbage, they ate parsnips, like a lot of root vegetables, that sort of thing. Um, she would not, they would not have had this. This is, or if they did, it would have been a big deal. Like Nels might've been like, what's that? (laughs) It wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we're having broccoli tonight. Very, would not have been, would have been almost unheard of then. This mediocrity rivals your wainscoting. Did you know this about broccoli? So when you saw that broccoli, you were just accepted it as reality. (laughs) Yes, I did. Okay. I accepted a bowl of broccoli on the table in a fictional world with fictional characters as reality. In the 1880s. Yeah, I'm okay with that. No, I was like, this is bullshit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, come at me with index card. 85 ideas of things Jenny could have done her index well, card and, and, uh, well, I forget what my source was for this. I don't know. What's Encyclopedia Britannica? No. Spruce Eats, okay. which is actually a really good site. Okay. Whatever. So anyway, she says, oh, by the beard of Moses and the prophet. And she lays a kiss on him like a kiss. Yeah. Like they're making out. Yep. And guess who walks in at that exact moment? Of course Charles does because he has to be up in everyone's business. (laughs) The last person you want walking in. The only person more judgmental in this moment probably would have been Mary. Correct? Or Caroline. I don't think Caroline would have been judgmental. Mary would have been. All right. So Charles, like the look on Charles' face. He pretends like, oh, not to boy. know Nels. Oh, boy. And he's like, um, I'm in the wrong place. I got to go. Uh, wrong wrong number. Yeah. And he runs out the door. And Molly's like, that was weird. Yep. And Nels is like, uh, I have a headache. I need to go upstairs. So then the next day, Nels very quickly heads over to do some damage control with Charles. Because apparently Charles is, like, working at the mill in Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. No. I thought is this that was back a stopover. No, I think that's back in Walnut Grove. Because then they, they were show not. No, because the next shot, because I was confused, too. The next shot is him and Harriet at the table doing the inventory. Oh. So I think he... And I'm okay. like, why wouldn't he have gone after Charles? Why wouldn't he have yes. talked to him? Yes. Because he, he says yesterday. So, like, it's the next day and he's back in Walnut Grove. All right. Because I was like, what is Charles doing? It was weird. But he catches up with Charles and Nels tells Charles, I don't want Harriet knowing any of this. (laughs) Right. Uh, Clearly, dude. Yeah. So, then he goes on about how great Molly is, how she makes him feel young and alive again. And Charles is just giving him the stare. Well, in a way, and I think also Charles is like, yeah, that's what it's like to have a supporting normal partner. Um, all right. So Charles is like just staring him down like, okay, dude. And then Charles does the judgy, hey, this is not up to me to understand. This is something you got to work out on your own. Yep. We've all been there. All right. So later we see Nels at home. He and Harriet are going over the receipts in the inventory. He says the wagon store is doing so great he might expand it. And then Harriet notices a cameo is missing. Amateur move, dude. You just took it out of your inventory and you're like, oh, I must have lost it. Yeah. Dude, so just like, make a fake receipt for it. So, like, he didn't buy it for her? He should make a fake receipt 
And he should say he lost the money because that's more believable. Or the money's short or, like, whatever. That ha- That's more believable than or I lost like, the cameo. I, this, this is dark. I saw an orphan in the street and I gave it to her. Money. I don't know. Anything. God. Okay. Or I used it for dinner. Like, yeah. Nels, if you're going to live a double life, you got to step it up. I know. This was, like, Jeez. amateur move. So, Harriet's on to him, right? Totally on to him. Later, he's trying on a toupee. Oh, God, it's so bad. Gen X pro tip, guys. If your spouse is, like, losing romantic expensive gifts and then trying on a toupee. And then dressing really nice, putting on a toupee. They're up to something. They're up to something. Be suspicious. So, Harriet walks in. He's trying on the toupee, and she starts laughing hysterical. I know, it's real bad. And tells him it looks like a dead squirrel. And he's like... Leave it to you to be so cruel. Then he storms out and says, he doesn't know when or if he'll be back. He threatens to leave for good with no canal style. Yeah. And like, I guess, fuck off to my kids. Yeah. (laughs) Although if I had kids like that. Oh, yeah. Like I have decent kids and I've considered running away to the countryside. So I get this. So Nels arrives right at Molly's immediately. That's where he goes. And she's yapping it up with some man, and he's like, what is this? And storms right past her. Yep. She runs after him and asks what's wrong, and he said, I thought you'd be want, want to be alone with uh, that guy down there. That bloke. No, he doesn't and say she, that. I said that. She replies, <laughs> glory be to me, shamrocks. Why would I want to be alone with my da? That's what she says. <laughs> okay. And Nels is like, um... <laughs> Okay, I think I I think you're saying dad. I don't know what's happening here. Well, first of all, that's a little handsy to be your dad, I feel like. It was weird. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. So that night, Nell's Molly and her dad, who's clearly Nell's age, contemporary, Nell's contemporary. <laughs> they're hanging out, dancing in the living room, and I wrote, is this what people did before Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Before, before television, before, before uh, Nintendo simulators, yeah. is this what people did? Emulators? Is it an emulator? Emulator. Yeah. Okay. Dad leaves to drift into the arms of Morpheus. <laughs> this is what he says. Wow. It's who talks like this? Well, the dad gives him a old a whole at our age thing too. Yes. Yep. Like yep. he puts them because clearly Nels is his age. But I need to say something. Up until that point, there was no indication that age was a problem for Nels. Yes, there was. He's trying to, like, put a, a wig on. Like, he's, like, he's no, insecure like, about it. Really? I just yeah. thought he was feeling himself. No, I think he's, like, I think he, he's concerned about the age difference between them. He never says anything to her about it. No, he doesn't. Okay. But right. you could tell because he's insecure about the way he looks. He's insecure because he's bald. All right. So Molly tells Nels, Jen, that she wanted to get, wanted him to get to know her dad so that he could ask for her hand in marriage. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is a, what she thinks is a single man who has a good job. And it's been a few weeks. seems to like her. And like, this is what they did. Like you, you, you courted for a couple weeks and then you got married. Like, you didn't, it's not like you had sex or anything. So he's like, I can't marry you because you already have a father and you don't need a second. 
But what he really means is I already have a wife and I don't I can't have a second. And she's like, What? I love you, Nels. I love you. And he says, You don't feel for me what a wife feels for a husband. I did not get that at all. No, I didn't get that. She laid one on him in the yeah. in the kitchen. Like I do not I don't That's know where this problem. was coming from. That's not the problem. Yeah. So then he tells her, well, and I'm married. Yeah, that's the problem. There mm-hmm. is the problem, mm-hmm. right? And the music starts and he apologizes. Now, Jenny, he easily could have led a double life here. Yeah. He could have married her. Well, not legally, but yeah. <laughs> right, but he could have married her, quote unquote. And then, I mean, we know they can't check any kind of marriage records. Nope, they can't. He could have just married her and, you know, spent... Part of the time being a traveling salesman in Walnut Grove. Yep. Part of the time, he easily could have pulled this off, Nels. I'm ashamed of you. So at home, Harry... So you think, Nels, so your advice would be to be a polygamist. (laughs) Okay. Sure. So at home, Harriet is expecting Nels. I guess he sent her a telegram, advance notice here. And clears the room to be alone with him. He gets there, and she's all dolled up, and so is he. And he's like, it's a new suit. But, Jane, we've seen that suit a million times on him. And then I realized it looks just like Adam's suit. Yeah, it's all the same suit. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) They all share it. She tells him he he looks handsome, and he's like, you look very nice, too. And Harriet has made dinner for him, and it's like something that is clearly burnt. So as someone who can't cook. You know, my mm-hmm. cooking skills. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not burn everything to a crisp. But like, that's, I just feel like that's just negligence. Like, are you forgetting that you're cooking? Like, I would I make know. things that don't taste good. But I wouldn't sure. necessarily burn everything to a crisp. Like, I just feel like that's, that's a lazy way of portraying that she can't cook. Right. Like, he should have taken a bite and been like, Whoa. This is raw, or yeah, this is in seasoned, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she can't cut the roast, and she starts crying, and Nell starts laughing and says, well, I guess my place is in the kitchen. And then it just has this complete change of heart and says, look, no one forced me to cook. I did it because I enjoy it. And he's like, I'm just really happy that you at least tried. And they hug, and they laugh, and, like, they're made up. Yep. Then he says, he's not even hungry, Jen. He wants to take a walk in the night air. I have a question about this. To walk around at night in the night air in the city, I feel, feels okay. Okay. But in the middle of the country? What, 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 why? I would be nervous that a wolf would get me or something. Oh, God. There's a lot, there's a lot going on outside my house at night. People were not, I know, like the other night Amy lets her dogs out and then walks away and Timmy's like, you gotta watch those dogs because a predator can grab them. There are predators out there. I want to see a predator try to grab Lafayette Beetle. I want to see that. Nellie once went after, like, a coyote. And Timmy is freaking out. Like, they're dogs. Like, they are, they can fight another dog. Like, they're probably going to get injured. They are dogs. It's not like a rabbit that you put out there. Then then they laugh about Nellie's horrible food. End of episode. Yep. Jenny, whose fault is this? This is Nels's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's Nels's fault. I think it's Charles' fault. He ruined Nels' side gig. Yeah, because then Nels is like, now that people know about this, forget it. Yeah, like, you can't trust that Charles is going to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, or that is... I mean, I just feel like Nels felt like he couldn't keep it up. It's probably very exhausting. Jenny, I bet you could keep it up. 
Oh, I mean, first of all, I would not be caught in a molygamous situation. Molygamous. <laughs> Monogamous. <laughs> she can't even say the word, guys. <laughs> so this if this would all be open and fair. And if it Jenny was, I feel like... Jenny would be living a triple life. I feel like if this was all open and everybody agreed to it, it would be no big deal. And I would be like, I'm going to... What was the name of that town? Tracy. I'm going to Tracy for a week. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it would be all fine. Everybody would know what was going on. Then it wouldn't be this, like, sneaking around, exhausting situation. Hmm. Okay. But that's definitely not going to happen <laughs> in the I 1880s. Could, I, I could not do it. Ugh. I would break immediately. Just not good at <laughs> Not good at it. Well, because he has to live a double life, and that's mentally draining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and physically mm-hmm. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Jenny, um, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson and talk about how it manifested itself in our lives, what we took from it. It's designed to finish the statement, Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why we thought if you married the wrong person, you just stuck it out for your entire life. You don't? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope Timmy's not listening. I didn't mean me. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I know so many people doing this. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because that message was reinforced, like, just love the one you're with, right? There was literally a song in the 70s called that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, too, a lot of people stay together for kids. But, but sometimes socioeconomic factors, you have to. Well, and I think that's the situation Nels is in, to be fair. Like... If they divorced, first of all, you just didn't divorce on this day. It wasn't Mm -hmm. unheard of. But if you did, like, she's going to get that store. So then what's he left with? Right? Yeah. Okay, I have, this is why sometimes it's just better to not ask questions. Yes, Charles. Sometimes someone needs to go away, clear their head, flirt with someone else, feel sexy, etc., and the less you know, the better. That's why, like, I always thought that, and this is going to, people are going to freak out when they hear this. Okay, but just, just stay with me. Go just stay it. with me. What if a marriage license expired and you had to renew it? Okay, dad. No, dad got this idea from me. Dad got this <laughs> idea from me. Like, what if it expired after, like, seven, eight years, and then you had a little ceremony and you renewed it? Maybe there's a little gap there. And you kind of, like, make... You know, you make the choice again. You have a gap year? Yeah, maybe you have a gap year. And then you, and then you renew it again. How am I the person I am in this family? How am I, like, happily married, monogamous, traditional? Where <laughs> I did know. I come I from? I think mom's like that. I'm the oddball out. Jenny, no, she's not. I mean, dad's like that. He likes to think he's not. That's true. All right. So, uh, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Um, hmm. We're we're gonna see. We're gonna be watching Sweet Sixteen, season six, episode twenty-two. When a school in a nearby town is in need of a temporary substitute, fifteen-year-old Laura finally gets her start as a teacher. As she grows and learns in her career, she also starts gaining the kind of attention she always wanted from Almanzo. In case you don't know the route we're on, guys, we are ramping up to where like a thirty-year-old dude gives a sixteen-year-old girl. An ultimatum. To get married or... To get married or fuck off. Right. When only an episode or two ago, he was like, you're a child, get away from me. <laughs> so I'm like, Dude. 
Something's wrong with them. So much maturing happens from 15 and a half to 16. I guess so. I mean, my God. (laughs) Uh, It's like the second she's legal. Is that legal? At that time, yeah. Oh, God. It's weird. Okay, guys. So thanks for listening. Um, If you haven't already, check out our Patreon. We offer two bonus episodes a month. You can sign up for that for as little as $5 a month. Um, and it's easy to do, and you could put it the RSS feed right in your podcast app, so you don't have to like listen on Patreon or anything weird. Also, check out our Blockbusters feed on its own. We didn't talk about Cobra Kai four. Oh yeah, huge, huge guys! If you're watching Cobra Kai, seasons season one was fantastic. Yep, two was really good. Three was eh. eh three was okay. four. Bringing it back to bringing it back one. like they're. They're doing that whole thing that I feel like they skipped in three, where they're making fun of themselves continuously. Mm-hmm. And, like, they mm-hmm. do that in four, and it's priceless. It's priceless. We'll have a, a more, a meatier conversation about that. Are you caught episode. up on it? I'm caught up. We just saw the end. That fucking psycho dude, man. I know. Terry Silva is psycho. Psycho. Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Our links to everything are in our show notes, and you can also check out everything by going to genxthisiswhy.com. All right, Jenny. Anything else? Um, I have another recommendation. Okay. Uh, Queer Eye is new. New season. Season six. I love They're in Queer Austin, Eye. Texas. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Sobbing every episode. Yeah. So love good. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.